0: Welcome to Women Who Love Jesus. My name is Kristen Stockfish, and this is episode 16. You guys, my new friend Natalie Abbott is joining us on the podcast today, and she is awesome. I walked away from this conversation just jazzed about what I believe, and I know that you will too. She is smart and so funny. And just the right person to have this conversation with. She has an amazing story as far as as how she even came to know Jesus. And then she gets to talking a little bit about doubt and what it means to be a Christ follower who is struggling or having some doubt. I know we couldn't live through the year of 2020 without having some kind of doubt bubble up in us about the goodness of God, about his overall sovereignty, about the craziness that is this world. And so I know you will be encouraged by what she has to say. She and her sister Vera have an awesome company called Dwell Differently, and they send temporary tattoos in the mail every month to you, right to your doorstep. And on the tattoos is the coolest looking design of just the first letter of the words of one particular verse that month and it's a such a cool tool in the ways that it forces you in the best way possible to memorize scripture and i'm telling you there have been times within this quarantine pandemic season that i would not have thought about scripture but it has come up in my mind and in my heart because it's just different when you're meditating on it all day because you're looking at it on your wrist while you're doing dishes, while you're driving your car, while you're changing the baby's diaper. It's so cool. So I can't wait for you guys to hear this conversation. I know you'll love it. Take some notes, send it to a friend, and I'll see you on the other side. Okay, Natalie, I know of you because... I get tattoos every month. Do you? (laughs) Yes, temporary tattoos that come to my door. Well, actually, to my mailbox. And I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And so only the Mm. six-year-old at this point is like at this with me. But she and I, the minute that they come, we put them on our wrists, and we are just talking to each other for the rest of the month about scripture and about mm. memorizing scripture and it is the coolest tool like I, I am such a fan and that's why I sought you out because I was like I just need to know this story and I need to know where this came from because she thinks it's really awesome. I think it's really awesome, and I get mm. to then not only memorize scripture myself, but a couple times when people are like, when you actually see people out in the world, which is very rare these <laughs> days, but when you do,
1: right, you can, right. you,
0: and they ask, you get to just say what it is, and what a cool evangelism tool as well. And so I'm, you're on here cause I'm a fan. I'm a fan of your idea or the shared idea that was birthed out of you and Vera. And so I would love to know first, just tell us a little bit about you, where you're coming from as far as sure. reporting tonight, your family, and then um, tell us a little bit about Dwell, about Dwell Differently.
1: Yeah. Okay. So um, I'll start with me. You know, I am a word nerd. <laughs> I love the words. I love the definitions of the words. Yes. I love puns. I love one words rhyme. I'm just a geek. I was an English major in college because I just couldn't stop taking English classes. Yes. I was like, you mean I could just take these classes and read all these books? And I yes. just, I love the words. We um, moved a bunch when I was a kid, but two different times we lived in the same rented house in the same t- small, tiny town in Kansas, Iola, Kansas, and we lived a block from the library. Mm. So I would, that was like my haven. Yeah. I loved going to the library and sadly I didn't get a lot of direction as to like what was good to read and what was like, oh, you know, i read a lot of like smutty stuff, especially the second time around when we lived there when I was in middle school, high school age. Um, But regardless, I loved the words and uh, we didn't grow up going to church. So when I graduated from high school, my great grandma, so my dad's grandma gave me a Bible for graduation from high school. And I'm like, oh, a book, one of the most (laughs) famous books. Well, of course I'm going to read it. And so, um, I just read that Bible and thankfully it was a life application Bible. So it had all these great questions and I actually kind of went on this quest to mm-hmm. find out who God was, mm-hmm. um, like, and so every night I started praying and, and let, mind you, um, just because I wasn't a, a word nerd didn't mean that I wasn't all kinds of crazy all over the place, all over the map. Yeah. So um, not growing up in a, in a home where we went to church, I just didn't really have an anchor or foundation. And so I was doing all of the sex and all of the drugs and all of the rock and roll. Yeah. So, um, so I'm doing that. And at the same time, I'm going on this quest to find God yeah. and uh, reading all the religious texts that I could get my hands on, including the Bible and praying, or really not even, I don't even know if I would have called it a prayer, but every night I would read stuff and I would, I would say, God, if you're out there, show me who you are. Mm. So fast forward, like almost two years later, and I'm still on this quest. Only every other religious text has fallen by the wayside. And the Bible is the one thing that I'm like, man, it's, it's just different. Mm-hmm. It is so true and so good and so like I could just look at all of the things in it and be like yes, yes, yes. I love these things and I, and it was just beautiful to me and it was just you know as an English major there's so much symbolism and poetry mm-hmm. and genuine beauty in this book yeah. um, and yet it rang true to me and so I I finally got to this place though where my lifestyle and and this book, the Bible, just did not mesh at all. Yeah. And um, I was actually dating a guy who who grew up in a Christian home and we had been, he had been going to this Christian ministry crew together. And he called me to see if I wanted to go that night. And I got really angry at him. And I was like, no way, I'm not going. I don't want to talk about God anymore. Why do you keep bugging me about this? And I hang up the phone. And I look over at my open Bible sitting on my bed and I just was so angry because I have been bearing this guilt for a long time now Mm -hmm. of like, I know what this Bible says and I agree with it. Like I should live this way. I should not tell I should not get drunk. I should not be sleeping with my boyfriend. I should this, 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 but I just couldn't live up to it. And I remember looking at it with such hatred and I yelled at God. I was like, God, either that is true and absolutely worthy of my entire life, or I'm going to burn it. Like super extreme response. But But like like how everyone
0: responded to the gospel when it was first (laughs) told to them. So you kind of have to love this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: I just, it was this like guttural sense in me of like, either I'm going to do this or I, or never again. Like I have wow. been on this journey for far too long. And at that moment, I really believe the Holy Spirit just opened my eyes mm-hmm. and revealed to me that Jesus had done all of those things that I knew I couldn't live up to. Wow. And it was like, oh, that part, that's why he had to die. That's what that, and it was just like, okay, I believe. I mean, it was just like an instantaneous 180 of just the Holy Spirit just sweeping over me and, and opening my eyes. Like the scales fell off of my, of my blinded eyes. And all of a sudden I could see, and it was like everything all of a sudden, not everything, but so much of it made sense to me. And I legitimately was like a for real Jesus freak for a while. Like (laughs) my husband actually calls it the puritanical years. Um. (laughs) Because I, I was just such a crazy person, like I told everybody about Jesus. I was, I fasted all the time. I was yeah. praying all the time, and all of these things were really, really good. I gave up dating. Like, mm-hmm. um, I was, a, I was like, I was everything that I think I needed to be in that time to actually turn my life from a, a life of walking in darkness to a life of walking in light. Mm-hmm. Um, and so fast forward, I meet my husband, he's far more um, less legalistic, could could I say, and challenged me on some things where I had really become quite a legalist. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually we got married, he was a teacher, I was just working, and all of a sudden he felt called to seminary. And I mean, the both of us have always, he was an English teacher, actually, and we love words. We love the Bible, and all of a sudden, he's you know going to seminary, and now he's a pastor. And my love for God's word has only continued to deepen, and my desire to know Him more, and to be a student of His word, and to meditate on His word, and to memorize His word. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's how we know who He is, and mm-hmm. so um, so how dwell started is my sister Vera. Um, she was an elite pole vaulter, like went to the Olympic trials twice. Don't let her talk it down. Like it wasn't a big deal. Like she is oh. legit. She's mm-hmm. a freaking beefcake. I mean, she's got them. Like there are times when she was training where she was like embarrassed to wear tank tops. Cause she was like, my arms are so manly, you know? <laughs> so she is just, she's a, she is a ripped, like just amazing athlete. Um, and now she is a mama. She has two kids but she was coming out of that season of being an elite athlete and she just kind of fell on her face a little bit Mm -hmm. because for so long she had been pursuing this dream, specifically the Olympic dream. And once, once that was over, she like didn't know what to do at all. And um, when she was training, one thing that she would do to help her kind of to, to get her mind in the right place was she would write scripture in Sharpie markers on her arm. And one day, one of her friends was like, girl, that is a giant tattoo on your arm. You could just write the first letter of every word. And she was like, oh, yes, that's perfect. And so she started doing that and realized that when she does that, it helps her memorize the, the words from scripture. And so that's kind of where the idea for Dwell started was just this very practical, useful thing that she started doing. And when she kind of fell down um, and just was in a really dark place after coming out of competition, that was what dragged her back out was wow. doing the same thing, was dwelling on God's word, was just seeking him, asking him god what what's next for me? I don't know and you know eventually, she just had this idea like, if this has been so helpful to me wouldn't it be so much more helpful to everybody else, like in real, real life, not just in athletic competition, but like for moms and for teachers and for people and at their jobs and everything to like have God's word right there on the tip of your tongue, you know, something that you're meditating, something that you're really dwelling on and you're letting it saturate into your life. Um, so that's how Dwell started was wow. the, the idea of her writing it on her arm and just like maybe temporary tattoos. Yeah. Um it's so, so there cool. it is.
0: That is so cool. Yeah. And it, what was your part in that? When did she call you and say, nah, I have this idea, what do you think about this?
1: <laughs> uh right away, really. She had mm. told me about it, and I was like, girl, that is awesome, you know. And she's like putting together this website and thinking about all these things and whatever. And she's, she gets to this place where she's got, she's getting it started, like started up and running. And she's like, I feel like, cause she wanted to put out this like little devotional card and she wanted to have like an Instagram and a Facebook post every day with like, you know, some kind of encouraging stuff. And it was like a labor for her. Hmm. And she's sending me over this stuff. Cause she knows, I'm, you know, I'm an English major. She's like, Matt, would you proofread this? Hmm. And I'm like, sure. And I'm just like, you know, send it back. And she's like, She's like, wow, you like, that's great. And would you consider writing some of my posts for me? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I would love to. And I'm like, you know, what takes her three hours takes me 30 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah, You know, it's just, it's just a different skill set. Yeah. Um, I laugh because she takes all the pictures and does all the graphic design. And like, I legitimately should not be allowed to take pictures. Because... <laughs> They're just terrible. In fact, when if there's ever pictures of me on our Instagram feed, it's because my 13 year old daughter takes my pictures. Yes, that's and she knows how what to do. Idea. Yes, she's like, totally. oh no. Oh, mom, come on, that face. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so bad. <laughs> so, so awesome. Uh, so we just have these two different complementary skill sets, yeah. you know, that really work together, and we just love each other, and we love Jesus, and we have just this. Um, camaraderie and kinship that is, I mean, it's the most beautiful thing ever. Although we both were like really, um, cautious about doing a business together. Cause we're like yeah. the thing that we love the most is one another. And we would never sacrifice that for anything. So mm-hmm. it, it, unless God is really calling us into this and unless God is going to really bless this, you know, in our
0: relationship in this, then let's not do it. Yes, absolutely. So, well, so yeah. far, even if it's just a testimony of the Stockfish family and little Ryan and Kristen, mm-hmm. it's so, it's so cool to see what has come of that. And we have a little word board, like a bead board too. In oh our yeah. Box. And we just, same thing. We just put the first um, letter of each Uh, word for the scripture that month. And so it's something that we're looking at even just on the wall too. And so Mm -hmm. it's been, it has been so cool to see what happens as a Mm -hmm. result of that, just being in your mind and then it's seeping down into your heart. But tell Mm. me a little bit about scripture memory. And because a lot of people will say that is something I should do, you know, like that's, that should language is attached to it. Like, Oh, Mm. I would love to memorize the Bible. Wouldn't it be nice if I was like gifted that way? I'm not okay. And moving on, you know, and that's kind of where it ends <laughs> yes. instead of that being something that's actually really possible. And what I love about your company and what you guys do is that it has made it really possible for a lot of people, no matter their age or anything. And, but I mm. want to know why you think that it's important beyond just like, I, I heard you say I'm a student of God's word. I love meditating on God's word. And there's probably a bunch of people that would 100% agree with that and maybe do the same thing, but I want to know what, what the difference is and maybe has been in your life with actually memorizing scripture.
1: Yeah. So I would say scripture memory is like the redheaded stepchild of spiritual disciplines. Yeah. Um, because people really do believe they can't do it. Um, and I do, I would say for sure it is hard Mm -hmm. and it is a practice um, and I think that's one one reason why I think our tools have really helped people memorize because they it's really kind of in front of you all day long if you're wearing it on a temporary tattoo and it's not like you're seeing the actual words your mind is being yes. sort of tricked into remembering what yeah. those words stand for. Right. Um, so even for my kids, I've got five kids and they love it and they walk around looking at their tattoo trying to remember. You know, at my youngest is seven. Um, but it, we've been doing this now since he was like five, four or five yeah. and it's just incredible how quickly they just, they just pick it up. Yeah. Um, but what's more interesting to me actually is when older people are able who say, you know, I've never been able to memorize scripture. Oh my gosh, yeah. this really works for me. Um, so I, I just think that's really cool. Uh, but anyway, why scripture memory? Why is it so significant? Um you know you look at your phone and you can have the bible app on your phone you can have ways to study the bible on your phone you have you know your devotional you can listen to christian books on your phone there are all these things that you can do um just really that goes with you where you are every second of the day yeah so why memorize scripture because yes. i've already got it in my pocket so true um yeah. but i would just say you may have it in your pocket but is it in your heart yeah. um And there's something really interesting that happens when you allow even a small portion of scripture, even just just one verse to really saturate into your thinking and your mindset, and you just kind of let it marinate. Um, I remember when Vera first had asked me to start writing for Dwell, I was like, what? We're going to be focusing on one verse in the month? Like, how am I going to write? all of the things I got to write four blog posts. I got to write 30 Instagram posts. Like there's no way, how am I ever going to find the words to say? Um, but God's word is a treasure and there is, you know, you think at first glance you look at a a passage of scripture and it, it just seems like, Oh, that's pretty cut and dry. But the more that you dig and the more that you begin to understand it, the more that you apply it, the more that you let it convict you. Um, it's it is a treasure yeah. it's a treasure so um yeah i think that's i've got a million reasons why i could keep yeah. talking i don't know you want me to keep talking it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's there are a million reasons but i think what um what was important to me even just this last month with Mm. John 836 and talking about um, Mm. freedom and if the son has set you free, then you are free indeed. That the idea that I could be washing dishes at my sink and Mm. feel super trapped by the pandemic or Mm. mothering or anything else that might come into my mind in that moment. And I'm just washing dishes and I look down at my wrist And I just, again, like I'm going over it in my head, I'm finding Mm. that it has the power to just kind of collide with our current thought process, especially if it's Mm -hmm. lies and just say like, that's a lie. I'm going to replace that with truth. And Mm. it's like, it's so powerful to not even have to go to your phone. Like you don't even have to go to something that's in your pocket or your Bible that you it is so close that even in the midst of washing dishes, you're kind of battling against lies and against the enemy Mm. with truth. And that, that is, that is so cool. It's so powerful. And I think too about my daughter, like when she's in any situation, if we, we talk about freedom and then we talk about what the opposite of that is. And when that comes up, what do we, what do we have in our tool belt? Well, we have this verse, we have truth. Mm. It's with us now kind of everywhere that we go. And so I'm just such, I'm such a fan. I'm such a fan (laughs) of it. And I'm so glad that you guys had the idea and that you do it. And Mm. um, I want to know, because I feel like your story is super unique and I grew up going to church. And if I'm honest, sometimes I think that I want the story that was like the college conversion. You know, like I want the, <laughs> the Oh girl, the, you, don't know, you don't I want that. I know, I know now of course. Yeah, but like yeah, when yeah. I was that age, I was just like, man, like what even my life story? is so boring. Yeah, but yeah. really it's a just such a crazy testament to God's grace, like both of us in just completely mm-hmm. different ways. And so mm-hmm. Um, I want to know though, in that journey of reading this life application Bible from your great grandma, just like such an amazing, cool story. But I want to know, as a non-believer reading the Bible, are you? Is there any moment before that moment that you're mad and angry? And the Holy Spirit rushes into that moment. Is there any moment that you're thinking like, wow, this is true. I should probably devote my life to it. Or was it just cool words to read until that moment came?
1: Um, I would say it was very conflicting for me.
0: Okay. yeah. Um,
1: So like on the one hand, I wanted to kind of keep it at arm's length. And I wanted to make it be... um, not as significant, as significant as it felt like it was. I mean, there were times when God, I mean, I don't know any other way to say it, but miraculously would give me scripture hmm. to answer the things that I was wondering. Yeah. Um, I mean, even, even today, there are times when, when I feel like God's word, especially because I, you know, now that I've, been a believer for, for over 20 years. I have this, like you said, I've got this, these tools in my tool belt. I got this, the scripture in my mind and God will put these words into my mind, just the right thing at the right time. Um, but at the time I didn't have any of that. And I, I really do believe that he, um, Like, kind of freaked me out a little bit a couple of times because I would be worried about or thinking about or wondering about some particular topic. And all of a sudden, a legit would just be like, okay, God, if you got an answer, you know, it's like the magic gate ball open, flip your Bible open, and, you know, put your finger in the spot, and there it is. Um, So there were some moments like that for sure where I think God, um, in his supreme kindness, really um, was drawing me into himself and helping me to see that this wasn't just in the old book. Yes. And in the reality is if you've read other religious texts, the Bible is just so different. Yeah. You know, if you read the Quran, for instance, um, and this is not me, um, trying to be, it's just a different book. Yes. It's, it's written differently. It, it sort of is like the, the book of the Proverbs. Mm -hmm. Um, where it's just like all of these little pithy statements. Um, there's not really so much a cohesive story. Um, or you, if you read the book of Mormon, for instance, it sounds like, it's kind of like a weird, um, King James version of a story that's being retold. Um, and it, and to me that felt very, it felt very false. Um, or if you read, um, just about like Buddhism, there's a lot of different texts you could read if you were Buddhist, including the Bible. Um, but just the concepts in that of, of this idea and in all of these other texts that you could be good enough somehow to please God, it just rang false to me. Yes. But the Bible is like, um, the best King, even the best of the best, you know, the one that we look back to and we say oh you know he had a heart after god's own heart he was a murderer and an adulterer right yep you know and he cries out to god in the psalms and you can read his his beautiful poetic you know confession to god against you and you only have i sinned Mm -hmm. and done what is evil in your sight and i'm like how can you say that when you you obviously have sinned against this woman bathsheba and you've obviously sinned against her husband that's dead now and you know, but and yet, um, there it's just this raw, gritty truth that you're like when you when you read that as a as a as somebody who is a student of words and who is also trying to figure out who the real God is everything else is like, oh, this is the same, the same, the same, be good, do this, do that, don't do that, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you get this book where it's like, all of the heroes are like (laughs) anti-heroes. You know, they're (laughs) all freaking idiots and they're messing it up. And what is their deal? Like how are, why, who would write that book? Yeah, And yet I can relate to those people. Yes, exactly. I'm like, that rings true to me, yep. me becoming enlightened and doing everything right. Like, Oh, never, that's never going to happen. Yes. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely, the Bible definitely was, um, such a, it's strangely different book. Yeah. Um, looking at it fr- with fresh eyes yeah. and, um, and it still is, you know, yes. I don't think you have to read it for the first time as an adult to, to be able to say, it's wow, it's really different.
0: Yes. And that it can be so jarring, but it can also be so comforting that it's like, mm-hmm. there, it just makes sense to me that then it's true if it's unlike anything else. If all of them overall are saying the same thing in this category, but this is saying yeah. something completely different. I'm going to pay attention to that. And Mm. there was a moment in college that my husband and I were talking, he was my, my boyfriend then, but talking about faith. And he just asked me a super simple question that no one had ever asked me before. He just said, well, why do you believe what you believe? And I went Mm. into this long, you know, drawn out, Experiential kind of like answer, saying, "Well, Mm -hmm. like this happened, and then I can feel him in these ways, and you know all of these things." And I said, "Well, what about you?" And his answer was one sentence, and he just said, "Well, I believe what I believe because it's true." And that just like Mm -hmm. hit me right between the eyes because I was like, "How come that's not my answer? Like, how come that (laughs) was the first thing that I?" Dead. Right. but I think right. so many of us, especially in my story or people like my story, if you grow up in faith, mm. that, that isn't something that is nailed down into us. It's just something that feels a little bit more like this was something that was given to me kind of like my grandmother's piano, you know, like it, mm. it was just like here, this was you know, ours and now it's yours and kind of do whatever you want with it. And, um, what I love about your story is that there was, there was such a moment that you had to come face to face with this. And of course it made you so zealous after to say like, either this is true or it's not. And I'm now saying that it is. So what would you say to the girl who may be listening to this and has never actually come to grips with the fact that I believe this and I've quote unquote devoted my life to this and I'm Mm. not even entirely sure if it's true. Um well I would
1: say one thing that my husband always says to people is that um there are no bad questions. Hmm. If they're if they are genuine questions. Um I think that somebody who is struggling in that way who is like or is is just like hit in the face with this conversation like oh man, hey I never I never really thought about that. Um what are the things that you might have doubts about? You know, what are those questions that you would have? And let me guarantee you that the Bible and God himself are fully capable of of answering well those questions that you have, Um, you know? And I just, I just think, if, if, you read the, if you read the Bible and, and you understand what it says about itself, um, it claims to be the word of God, you know, it claims to be alive and active and, and interacting with us and exposing us and um, making us wise. It makes wise the simple, you know, it's, it is both um, highly offensive. right it says you are so screwed up you know you got it all messed up and you 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 make mistakes all the time and you know what are we going to do with you but it also says you are so valuable yeah you are you are cared for you were intimately created uniquely like our fingerprints testify to the fact mm-hmm. that we are all unique and our in our you know facial recognition software voice recognition all this stuff we're so unique mm-hmm. and only a god who is is ex- expansive and creative and powerful and loving and considered caring kind all these things that god is could possibly weave you together and make you who you are yeah, and he longs desperately for you to delight in him, yeah. and to know that he delights in you. Yeah, um, that is his. That's his goal. That's he's. You know, he is. There's a story that Jesus tells about a father who has two sons, and one of them says, "I don't want anything to do with you. You know, give me my share of the money that you owe me if you were dead. Basically, I don't even care about you. Give me the money." Runs off, lives this wild life. You know, runs out of money, runs out of luck. And comes back to his dad because he knows, like, at least my, my dad's servants have food on the table. So I'm just gonna go back and I'm gonna beg for mercy. But instead of going back and begging for mercy, the father is like running down the street to meet him and and just embraces him and loves him and, and says, Come back, I love you. You're so welcome here. And and I'm gonna throw a feast for you and a party because what was lost is found. That's the kind of love uh, that God has for us when we are far away from him he is calling us into the party and even the older son who's who's the overly religious son who you know says i did all this for you and i did all that for you and he's looking at this younger brother and he's like you know this schmuck he left he did all this stuff and what you're throwing him a party dad what so unfair and the father's like no 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 i love you too yeah come into the party so whether or not we think that we can earn god's um, good graces or whether or not we have run away from him our whole lives, he is is extending the same offer, the grace and the mercy and the the party of our lives. Yes. Um, you know, I, I, I know what it feels like to think that these, you know, that a party is gonna satisfy me. You know, I know what it feels like to think, oh, if I get drunk, then I'll, then I'll feel better or what, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. the right kind of high those things are so shallow and so fleeting and, and ultimately they leave you empty. But the party that God is throwing yeah. is the best. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. Yeah. So that's what yeah. I would say, you know, yeah. seek after him. And, and it's not, it's not about a dead religion. It's about a beautiful relationship. One of, of being fully known and fully loved and fully accepted and, and forgiven. And, and it's just, it's the most beautiful
0: thing that he has on offer for you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel as though there's probably someone that needs to just rewind at this point and just listen to all of that again. But I, I think why I was so taken by that phrase and by your story, just in the purity of the simple, this is either true or it's not. And if it's true, then that changes, changes everything. When mm-hmm. in that moment for me, I went on my own personal journey to be like, I need to figure out for real, like more than this was just handed to me. I need mm-hmm. to know if, if this is true, like just bottom line, actually fact. And so I got to go through that journey and I see other people in my life coming to that place and mm-hmm. all They're so freaked out in a lot of ways. And I can understand that because of where I was too. But I think when we dismantle this just a little bit, why I am not freaked out if they are genuinely seeking after truth is that I'm just, I bless that journey. I bless all those, like Mm. you said, the questions that they ask, like there is no dumb question and ask every single one and keep asking them for the rest of your life. Because if it's really true and it holds water, that means that no matter what your question is or how far, just like you described in that prodigal son story, how far you go, what you will come back to if you genuinely want to find truth is Jesus. Because When it is true, you can't go too far. And so Mm -hmm. I love that so much. And if I just think if there's anyone that's listening, that's like, man, I feel like I'm going through my own kind of dismantling of what I've always been taught in my faith. And I want to know what is true and I want to know what is real, but it is so scary that I would just Mm -hmm. say like, maybe it, it doesn't have to be because if at least coming from someone that has gone through that journey and now talking to Natalie on the other side of this is someone that's probably gone even deeper into the journey than I did. How cool that on the other side, we can be even more confident. And I just Mm. think that that's so cool to ask questions. And then on the other side that you have more faith that you, you come face to face with your doubts and you actually confront them and your faith only grows. That's what happens when it's true. So I love that. I love that so much.
1: I do think it's important to recognize too that doubting and unbelief are two different things.
0: Yes. Oh, please talk about this. This is good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um. So unbelief is saying, "I I don't." I'm is looking at all of the things and saying, "I don't believe that." Yeah. Doubting is when somebody who has believed goes through a period of time where they're like and oh, wait a minute I never thought about that before. Yeah. Well what what if that's true? Oh my gosh. You know, and and the thing about doubting when you go through a season of doubt I think you're absolutely right. It only if you really genuinely unroot that doubt and you seek to answer the questions that that doubt is bringing up you come across, you know, you come out of it on the other side and it's like Oh, I have the answer for that now. Yes. Instead of, I think sometimes you see people where they allow that doubt to sort of just lurk in the, in the dark corners and, and grow and fester and just create, um, like a spiritual tension in them. I think the best thing we can do it when we have doubts or when we have struggles or when, you know we're kind of coming up against something that's uncomfortable to us is to just to really bring it into the light. Um, I think that's what God asks us to do. And when we do that, it might be painful because there is a part of that, that is an exposure. It feels like, right? Like, I don't want to be exposed. I don't want people to know that I'm doubting. I don't want people to know this part of my life. But when we do that, God is so gracious. Um, he doesn't leave us you know, naked and exposed, he covers us yes. and he cares for us and he blesses us in that. So I love that. He's, a, so, much. he's so safe. He's so safe. Yes. And, yes. and for those of you who maybe have had an unsafe experience with someone who, you know, you, you thought that you could trust with, with your doubt. Um, let me just say, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, as a as a wife of a pastor and being in pastoral ministry now for 20 years i've i've seen a lot of that yeah. um where you know i i've had a friend recently tell me that she had talked to a pastor and had these questions and and he, he really said to her legitimately um you know i don't think you should be asking those questions Oh, wow. <laughs> like what no ah you know so there, there should be, you know, if you have these questions that first off, there are answers, There are good, sound, biblical answers. Yeah. Um, you know, there's like the gospel coalition would be a great website to go to yeah. um, just to, to find biblical answers, go to, to a safe Christian friend or to your pastor or somebody. Um, and if their responses, I don't know, that's mm-hmm. great. Cause they're just being honest with you or yeah. I'll just, I can walk with you through that or let me help you find those answers like those are good answers because we none of us has the answer to everything right exactly
0: yep but to know that that person exists somewhere even if it's just the two of us as an example to say, like, mm-hmm. if someone were to come to me and say, I'm really struggling with these doubts, I'd be like, I'm so glad you told me, you know, <laughs> let's do, yeah. let's do something about it. But like, I am so glad that it is in the light. Cause you're so right. Just like sin, not that doubt is this, but I, I think that when we don't bring it into the light, I, I, it's so true that it can just grow and grow. I would. Love to talk to you for like five more hours, Natalie. Like we literally (laughs) met about 45 minutes ago and I could just keep talking to you. But Uh, I end podcast just with um the guest praying. Would you please just pray over the listener? Maybe it has to do mm. with scripture memory, or maybe it's exactly where God led us to this point of talking about doubt. Um, wherever God might have them now. Would you just end and close us in prayer?
1: Mm, Absolutely.
0: Oh, Father God, I just thank you for this
1: conversation. Um, It just has encouraged my own heart. Uh, I pray that you would encourage the people who are listening. Uh, I pray that you would use your word in their lives. I pray, if nothing else, Lord, that you would um, give them a spirit of conviction about Spending time in your word. It's how we know you. It's how we come to know ourselves. It's how we're transformed and renewed and um, convicted of sin in our lives. It's, it's the words that we have on the tip of our tongue when, when someone asks this question. Um, it's the wisdom that you give us, Lord. Um, your word is just powerful. It is like a double edged sword and it, it, it just cuts to the quick. And so, God, I pray that you would make us people of the word, that we would um, have an answer to give for the hope that we have in Christ, that we would um, be both transformed inside and that we would be transformers, that we would be people who are um, putting forth a message of your truth, that people could hear and be transformed. Um, So Lord, I pray that you would make us people after your own heart, people of the book, um, and I pray to God that, um, any of us who are doubting or anxious and oh God, I just confess, I'm the same. Yeah. Um, you know, this time has been just a really rough season for so, so many of us. And, and there are times when we, we cry out to you, why God, why, why is this so hard or, you know, our, in our own specific scenarios of the, the things that have been troubling or difficult, God. Um. I pray instead of those things um, separating us from you, that they would actually draw us closer to you, God, Mm -hmm. Um, that there would be um, just a renewal in our hearts and a revival in our communities, that people would be um, made just ripe and ready to know you, Lord, and that we would be willing to to hold out the message of your truth to them, God. Um, So we just thank you so, so much Um, for who you are. We thank you most of all for Jesus who uh, just displayed the radical, reckless, um, unbelievable, disarming, perfect, glorious love that you have for us, God. Um, I pray that we would just hold tightly to that um, and for those of us who are weary, that you would renew our spirits today. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Annalee Abbott, isn't she the best you guys I could have talked to her forever I want to have coffee with that lady and the fact that she lives in Chicago is even more reason for me to seek her out and make her be one of my mentors so thank her I'm gonna to- Link both all of her information and dwells information in the show notes. Be sure to visit their website and get yourself some temporary tattoos. Let's memorize scripture together. This month is the fruit of the spirit, and we have been singing it as a song in our house, and I have just been praying that that manifests itself in our home this month and you know for the rest of the time too. that'd be great. Please, Holy Spirit. Guys, I love doing this podcast. It's so fun for me to talk to these kind of women, but also it's fun for me to be in your ears and picture what it is you're doing, whether that's finishing your walk, stretching after your run, finishing the last of the quarantine dishes, or maybe just sitting and doing nothing. All of those things, plus a million others. I'm so grateful, so grateful to be in your ears, to be with you wherever you're headed, wherever you're sitting. And just know that I do not take this lightly. I'm praying for you on this side of the microphone and cannot wait until we're with each other again. So love y'all. Talk to you soon.